Welcome to the Sister Love Podcast, where we discuss all things concerning love, life, faith, and everything in between. How's it going? Hi. My highs and lows of this week. I feel overall just feel really blessed. I feel really grateful for everything. Like I said, like a lot of everything that I have, I've prayed for. So um, I just try to stay gracious in that. He will do it every time. Every time. And that's what made, that's what actually brought me out of my funk today was just realizing that things, everything that frustrates me also is a blessing to me. So that's me. What about you, Star? I had a really good week as far as work goes. Uh, I had a couple of lows. It's just hard being in this industry, being one of the only uh, Black women. I think I know about three of us, you know, on the peninsula in real estate. And sometimes when the men do something, it's hard to not, you know, it's hard to keep control sometimes because you want to say, you know, like basically, did you do this because you think I'm stupid? Did you do this because I'm a woman? Did you do this because, you know, you're white? man, whatever. I mean, it was, I kind of had to pray about it and just release it because it is what it is. As long as I live up to my morals and values, which are very, a lot higher than a lot of people's around here, it's going to help me sleep at night. Softball's good. You know, husband's good. Grandpa's good. Can't complain about anything. I just really just try to live a grateful life daily. So. So for me, um, so this week I had goals set for work because I knew I was taking off on Friday. So there's certain projects I wanted to have done. I met every single deadline, had things early. So I'm really excited about that. To be honest with you guys, I think my lowest point probably was right before we got on here to record this podcast. I had picked up my AirPods out from my room. I brought them in here. Somehow between getting to my room in the office, I dropped one of the AirPods out of the case. So last time I saw the AirPods was last night when I was a little inebriated. So I was thinking I lost this stuff. So I had a full on panic attack. Girl, I dropped it on the way into the room, into the office and sitting on the floor right next to my desk. But I went everywhere stressing out. That was my low point. Point of me bringing that up is that there was a time when my low point was some for real low points that I actually created for myself. So the fact that an AirPod dropping on the floor was my lowest point this week so far, I'm winning and I'm happy and I'm good. Part of that's thankful for YouTube right now, why I'm happy this week. My highs and lows, I take them both with stride and I'm gonna keep pushing. That's basically it. Well, let's get into some, I guess, current events. The hot topic today is the Oscars. You guys think about the Oscars going on? I'm excited because I, I, if you look at the what, what's been the Golden Globes and stuff like that, there's been a lot of representation for us. A lot of representation across the board, genres, sexualities, preferences, all that we've been represented. So I'm excited to see what happens this year at the Oscars to see if they rise and catch that wave too, because it's time. Like, it's time we get the recognition that we need. I was really excited as well because I saw this article that said that Viola Davis is the Oscars most nominated Black female actor. And I was like, oh my God, that is so amazing, right? For her to have so many uh, nominations. So I went to read the article. I mean, I'm really proud, but I was kind of disappointed that she's only been nominated four times. And the fact that as many Black actresses that have come across the screen, and this is the, I think the 93rd Oscars, I think it is. She has the most nominations as a Black female actor, and she's had four. That makes my heart hurt. I'm like, I'm really glad. I'm, I'm happy. 
because I was really excited to click on it and like see, oh my goodness, like this is amazing. And I was like, I can't really name that many actual movies because my introduction to Viola Davis in mainstream was How to Get Away with Murder. I don't know. She probably has been, I'm sure she's had a career far beyond that, but that was my introduction to her. Like when I really took note of who she was and like the type of actress she was. And so, um, but I was really kind of disappointed that it's only been four. Yeah, I mean, especially going back to, you know, old Hollywood and, you know, like the, you would think Cicely Tyson and even people before her time, you know, that that is, it is sad. It's heartbreaking that we're only here to four with Viola Davis. That puts it in perspective, though, like Cicely Tyson, Billy Hot, like all the people that came before Viola Davis. She's the only one with four. Like as much as I'm proud of her, it breaks my heart at the same time, because how many works were there been that should have won Academy Awards the entire time? Like how prejudice is that? But my thing is, like, I'm thinking like Angela Bassett. I'm like, dang, she didn't get nominated more than four times. Holly Berry, because I know who Holly Berry was prior to Viola Davis. Yeah. And I'm like, Whoopi Goldberg? Like, come on now. That's the thing. Okay, about Whoopi, it makes me so mad when you bring up Whoopi because the fact that Whoopi has been the, has been labeled as the epitome of being unattractive for Black women drives me insane. Have you seen her skin? Have you seen her eyes? Have you seen how gorgeous and rich Whoopi Goldberg actually is? So the fact that she's been labeled as unattractive in Black Hollywood, that's wild to me. That's wild to me. She's beautiful inside and out. And especially in her younger days. Yes! Her younger days, she was cute. I mean, I mean, she's still cute, but you know, I understand what they say, like, okay, you're getting old. They cast old people out, but still, like, in her younger days, she was super cute. Super cute! Dreads and all! Like, even in Ghost! Like, I don't, like, I don't get that, so that makes me mad. Like, and I don't know if her not winning Academy Awards associated with, I'm not getting it, but like I said, the point is, is that we're here now. We're ready to take the recognition. We're going to take it and we're going to keep on running because there's so much, there's so much Black entertainment that's in the work. Like Issa Rae is, is going to win an Academy Award at some point. That's going to happen. She has talent dripping from her fingers. Ain't never seen the girl before in my life. But everything that she creates has a meaning behind it and it's good. So she's up next. Like if they're going to embrace this, they need to embrace this all the way and keep it coming because the fire is going to keep on coming. You know what I mean? Like, that's how I feel about the Oscars. So I may not watch it, but I'm excited for the outcome. You know what I mean? I'm a root for everybody Black. Whoever show up, I'm rooting because it's time. We are ready. It makes me sad about Chadwick Boseman. Oh, I know. But I hear his family are going to be accepting, you know, anything that he might win in his stead. So that's encouraging to see. And I love the idea of seeing like the black family in a supportive way also be noted even because i mean of course if he passed away but you know that he could easily they could easily have his wife but um her along with his family just showing a supportive black system is super important and i really was glad to hear about that as well there's actually quite a few um black nominations for the oscars so it's going to be it's going to be a big night and so i'm hoping that we are just pleasantly you know can just celebrate i mean even getting to this point of a nomination is great to celebrate so andra day for the billy Billy holiday Holiday. that she did did. Uh that was awesome she didn't even want to take the part she thought it was too big of a role for her so right for her to be nominated for this is it is amazing and then you have Daniel for Judah and the Black and the Black Messiah. Did you guys see that? Yeah, it was good. I haven't seen that. I need to watch it. I haven't seen that. 
And you know what's really crazy about that whole story is the fact that the person that he was portraying was only like 20-something years old. So this is in regards to Fred Hampton, who was the Chicago Black Panther leader. And he was killed by the FBI when he was 21. This 21-year-old lived a life that warranted a movie being made out after, you know, in his honor and his memory. And I think that is such an amazing accomplishment. And it made me think about how so many of our Black icons, you have to literally come out the womb, kicking and punching and doing what you got to do because there's a high possibility that your life will be cut short. And so a lot of Black icons have jam-packed their lives with this influence that they've made and this, you know, the the impact that they made on our community in such a short time. And that just gives us, I think, more motivation as we live beyond the years that they were able to live to really go after our passions and do the things that we know we're called to do because your life has a purpose and there's a plan for it. And we just have to be ready and willing to be used in order to move that that progress forward because we never know what kind of impact you know we might make yeah i agree and i think when you bring up chadwick and to think like all of these movies that you're watching right now he filmed and while he was fighting cancer and nobody knew so so giving your all to a project like giving your all knowing that you may not even be here to see it premiere that is a humbling and next level experience to know that you are literally your days are counting down and you're still giving your all to make sure other people are happy to bring them joy to, to fulfill your purpose like that's humbling like to reach that level like I I, I strive to reach that level because it's so selfless if you think about it like yeah he knows he's a great actor and yeah he can play the part but to know that you're giving so much to never actually see the reward in it while you're here on earth like that's deep and I think like his whole story, like I liked him prior to, but now like, oh my God, like it's sad that I can't be a bigger fan while he's alive because it's like, I would be, it's just, it's sad, but I hope tonight he wins. Like if he wins anything tonight, I think that just keeps his legacy going and it makes that entire time while he was fighting cancer and still working worth it because he knew there was going to be an outcome at some point, whether his family the sacrifices he was making, this is why. I think that story, that entire story just brings tears to my eyes and I just love it. It's just so selfless and so humbling. Like that's a lot to do that and to know that you may not see it like I don't know I know that's I strive every day like I could be doing a little more right we all could honey yeah right we do you know just our volunteer efforts and you know giving back to our community look I'm plugging no but you're right though like I think all those but all those things add up to it like the little things you do for your community every single day like it just inspires you to keep on going like to add a little bit more you know what I mean like you're right everything you're saying is spot on like it is there's so many ways to help out and you can invent ways to help out too like it's just it's humbling I just like stuff like that because I don't know if I strive for that if I've reached that yet but it's just cool to me it's just cool it's really what it comes down to and it's not even to say that who you are what you do how you contribute is not enough it's really just it's no competition against anyone other than yourself so I don't want anybody to listen to this and think oh I'm not achieving nothing look at what they've done at 21 look what they did by 35 yeah I know what you're saying for each person is their own journey and their own path. So everything that we do, everything that we encounter, all the challenges that we face are made for our good. Everything that we go through is for the betterment of us. 
So you are your first purpose. Like Mm -hmm. you are your first person. And when you are able to work and do and live in your purpose, then you can overflow to the others. But you can't overflow if your cup ain't full. Yeah. Can't go ask mama, let me get 20% of your purpose so I can get a little bit more. No, you can't do that. If it only worked that way. Girl, I would be good. You hear me? (laughs) I hit up. You know, 20%, I get 20% from Beyonce, 20% from... Kamala, I get 20% from who else? Uh, Stacey Abrams. I get, I'm almost at 100. I get 20%. <laughs> mean, like, if it worked that way, you know what I mean? Man. Like, life would be so much easier. But then that's where the work comes in. That's where you find your purpose and you find your work. You figure out what you're supposed to do. Right. That's why every day is just such a challenge because like you say, you're up against yourself. So you have to make sure you're doing more and being better, but still checking your mental health and making sure you're okay because sometimes you're right. I think that part of that learning is like bringing it into consistency. You know what I mean? Like for instance, something that I'm going to start doing starting tomorrow, starting tonight, um, a goal that we have, we're going to be in bed by 10 and up by five every day, no matter what. That's our goal. We figure between five and 10, five o'clock, five o'clock in the morning, 10 PM at night, we can get everything done that we need for the day, get sleep and wake up and start a new day. Right. But that's a lot easier said than done. Cause there has to be so oh, yeah. many consistent routines throughout that day to make that what, 15, what, no, 17 hours worth it. So I think that even when we're speaking about Chadwick and we're speaking about the Whoopi Goldbergs and stuff like that, consistency was key to their greatness as well. Routines, even when it's bad, even when you get in there and that meeting goes bad, Nikki, you stay consistent and you do what you need to do because there'll be a better outcome. Same thing with Sasha. Sasha, you had a bad week this week when it comes professionally. Not a bad week, but it just wasn't what you wanted. But if you stay consistent, things will come to pass. And that's something that no one can take away from you. A lot of people fail because they're not consistent, not because they weren't good enough or not because they didn't have enough talent or couldn't speak right. The biggest downfall of almost anybody who finds themselves in a frustrating position is the fact, even I can say as a witness, as a testimony to that, is that the times in which I was not consistent, I was disappointed and frustrated because in the end, who can they truly rely on? The person who made a hundred mistakes mistakes and then got it right or the person who by chance got it right that one time and so that builds your character the consistency builds character in you and builds your confidence and then also builds the confidence in others in you that's a whole word dominique I'm telling you, consistency is key. And I'm realizing that now in so many things in my life, in my house, in how I do things. Like when I'm consistent, the house falls better. When I'm consistent, I'm happy. When I'm happy, everybody else is happy. And so once you realize that dynamic within your life and within your family, it changes things because you realize your power in situations. I know that my energy, how I show up is what's going to dictate my family and my job and my team and everything else. The consistency is so key. And I'm not saying to say that I'm perfect because none of us on this podcast are perfect. Let's be clear. Let's be very clear. But the beauty in that is knowing you're not perfect, but you're willing to fix it. Now, this is something my daddy always says in church. Experience (laughs) is not the best teacher. Experience, there are some things that we have experienced that someone else has died from. Someone else did not survive the experience to learn from it. And that's why it's important when you have these conversations and people are 
telling you about the things that they've been through and how how consistency actually works, how it does build your confidence, how it has helped you to progress in the ways that you want to do it. Listen to that because experience is not always the best teacher in a lot of situations. Take heed of those stories that you hear and understand that learning from someone else's experience is sometimes the best way to go. And other things, you know, sometimes you just have to experience things yourself in order to really truly understand, you know, and our prayer every day is just allow me to learn from the lesson and not be hurt from the lesson. Whoa, 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 whoa. That struck something deep within me. Whew. Okay, keep going. I need I needed a moment for that. I had to take that in. I never heard that before. That's awesome. Go ahead. You know, but that's it. I ain't got nothing else. I don't need therapy this week. I got, right, I don't need therapy this week. I'm ready to go. I'll call her the following week. We'll reschedule that one. I'm good. I got all therapy I need. I might need therapy next week. (laughs) (laughs) But no, seriously, consistency brings desired results. You can't tell me it does not. It does. It does. It just does. You know what I mean? So I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I will tell you that this week there will be some new implementations, some new rules, some new guidelines that will be implemented because I believe that me and my family as a whole need to be vibing, vibrating at a higher level. I can talk. I feel that across the board, the energy needs to be, I need to bring this energy and get it back right where it was. You know what I mean? So that's my focus is to be consistent and focus on my family and what's going on. Because I think now more than ever, like, I think sometimes I don't understand our role as Black women, wives, and mothers. I don't truly understand it at times, meaning that like we speak life into everyone around us, no matter what we say, no matter what we do, no matter how we show up, no matter what attitude we have, that life speaks into our babies. It speaks into our men and everything else, which is why consistency is so important to me. I just think that you can't succeed without it. You can't do anything that you you just cannot. Like That's why the billionaires of the world, they get up at five o'clock every morning, regardless of what's going on. Because they don't want to miss nothing. You know what I mean? Like they have those routines. They incorporate working out. They do all those things because you have the time. It's just how you use it. How you use it. If you're using it to your benefit or using it to your destruction. You know what I mean? Like, are you wasting it? Are you maximizing it? You know? So that's my goal. So tonight by 10 o'clock, we shutting down. We're going to be up at five to work out. We'll see how that goes. Okay. Yeah. I'm not mad at that. So tomorrow when I text y'all at eight saying, hey, we missed this boat. Get put a delay delivery on that on my end. Cause look, I'm texting y'all as soon as I I'm wake be up. Running out of, if I, I wake up at five, I'm texting y'all. Talking about good morning, folks. Good morning, five oh one. I'm on it. Get ready. The text is coming. Yeah, no, I'm just I'm excited. I'm excited for the week ahead for all of us. I think we're going to do amazing things. I'm speaking life over all three of us and our families and everybody connected to us because it's time to win. It is time. And look, look, look at your watch. I don't have it. It's, but... a, it's a quarter till time to win. It's a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> like you said, if you stay consistent, then you can start changing up little by little, right. you know, add new things to the menu, do little stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, this week I'm definitely going to just take time to try to get organized. I mean, I've been reading this book, The E-Myth. Woo, let me tell you. Who's it by? So it's about like the entrepreneur myth, you know, so I'm only halfway through and everything is say, okay, yeah, I am an entrepreneur, but they say you're going to fall flat on your face if you don't have that managerial and operator all in one. So now I have to focus and I am not like, don't give me a schedule. Clearly, as Nikki calls you, you are a serial entrepreneur. So there's that. You just got to fine tune it. All that stuff is stuff that you can learn. Girl, go take a management course somewhere. I know I am. I'm really going to get it together. Give me some spreadsheets and a prayer. Y'all just pray for me. But girl, we got the prayers on deck. You know that. But no, 
that's just a matter of you taking a course because you already got the rest of it, girl, because you are an entrepreneur and what it means. So I have a question for you guys. How much is too much? Of what? What do you mean? Of anything. Not of anything, but in as we design our lives, the way that we envision it. How much is too much of trying to put our lives in these little time slots of doing things and then versus having the freedom to see where things go? How much is too much in regards to finding that balance between having rituals and being like free spirited? So I'm very much a squirrel person, meaning like I could be very much focused on what I have a task on hand and something pops up, like I get another email and I'm focused on that. So I'm very bad at that. But on the grand scheme of things, I think that anything that distracts you from your goal is wasting your time. But also anytime you plan and don't leave room for the what ifs, you're setting yourself up to fail. Because if you can't pivot back and forth to get back on track to your schedule or the plan or the program, then how are you effective leader? I think that it's very much it's very much important to focus but you gotta you gotta be able to pivot and be able to roll with the punches be able to get back on track for instance this whole consistency thing like i have meetings tomorrow morning 11 o'clock i have about an hour to get something done in between my next meeting more than likely one i'm gonna get a, a meeting added on to my schedule i'm anticipating that right so my focus is figuring out how to pivot back to be on task to make sure I'm ready for the next meeting. Something as simple as that. I leave leeway for things to go wrong. That's just how I operate. If I don't do that, I'm going to be flustered. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. What about you, Sasha? Well, look, I'm bad with time management. I'm bad with organization. I'm bad, but I'm not claiming it. I'm letting all that go. I'm great at it now. <laughs> don't be lying now. Don't be lying, child. You got to claim it. Claim it. No, I, I totally know what you're saying. It's it's not going to work. And it has not worked for me. When I really stay consistent and really follow a schedule, I'm not happy in the moment because I am a free spirit and I like to, you know, wherever the wind blows, that's where I'm going. But when I do stay consistent, I get so much done. And at the end of the week, I'm like, wow, look what I accomplished. I'm going back over my little list. You're like, yes, girl. <laughs> but that doesn't happen often. I'm not going to lie. But I mean, I have a lot of distractions too. So I would just really have to find a place, you know, to, I guess, boundaries. I need to really work on my boundaries. I'm, I am a really passive person and I just let other stuff get in the way. So I'm working on that. It, it sounds like to me, listening to your guys' answers, that your intuition plays a major part in your ability to manage what's in front of you, but also leaving the space for, you know, things to happen organically. I got this book from my career coach. It's called 21 Rituals to Ignite Your Intuition. And this is, that's where I got the kind of the question from. And I'm going to read you guys this portion of it to see how you guys feel about, you know, what it says about intuition. It says your intuition is an untapped source of higher wisdom that draws on your previous knowledge. But intuition is also much more than that. It is that still calm voice inside you an awareness of cognitive messages, auditory information, visual images, and and physical sensations that can pro- provide you with meaningful information about past, present, or future realities. Some even consider intuition a form of ESP, you know, extrasensory perception. So how do you guys feel about that definition of your intuition and how your experiences, right, from the past, from your present, play a are a determining factor in the way that you move forward with, you know, your way you schedule things and, you know, how 
how you really like design your life. It sounds like that's kind of the leading, that's like the leader in your ability to, like Cassandra said, pivot in the middle of something is listening to like, okay, remember when you was real consistent and you had a real good day, you checked off all the things on your list. And, you know, it reminding you, I think that's where our frustration comes from. Our frustration comes from our knowledge that we know we have the ability to avoid the challenges that we face. I get so mad. I'm like, why is the laundry so piled up? And we're like, girl, because remember that one week when you did one load every night and by Saturday, it was like only the clothes y'all wore on Friday. That's why you feeling so frustrated on Saturday because you got seven days worth of clothes when you could have just put one little load, you put it in there at night. And in the morning, you stick it in the dryer and go on to work. You pull it out the basket, you fold up a few different clothes, and you go on about your evening. You know, it takes you 30 minutes. Now you got to spend five hours doing seven days worth of laundry. And so it's that knowledge that we know we can do better. And we know that we didn't do it, even though we had the experience to do it better than what we did. Yeah, no, I mean, I totally agree with what this <laughs> You sabotage yourself. That's yeah. what it is. You sabotage. You sabotage yourself. That's all it is. That little voice is telling you what you already know, but you're going to go against it just out of laziness right. or sometimes it's fear. I mean, exactly. You know, so yeah, all the time. It happens all the time. That is a, that's a correct definition. <laughs> no, not as much as it used to. I'm not, I've grown a lot from it. And I just, you Me know, too. being in my 30s, I just know to kind of listen to it and go with it. And I'm just trying to make better choices. And I think people really should focus on that inner voice. And even if you have to take time to just be still, even sometimes life gets crazy. The day is crazy. I'm having a headache and I'm just like, okay, cut everything off. Five minutes, be still, be quiet. And even that would just help kind of calm things down and I can go on my day. That's like that car therapy. You pull up to the house. You sit in the car. Sit in the car. Yes. And take those moments. Yeah. Because like you say, you have to take off your boss hat, you know, put on your wife, your mommy hat. Hopefully if they ain't in bed, that'll be even better. That's a boss hat too. It is. It is. It's just a different, you know, sometimes, sometimes you don't want to woo, 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 you know, but you got to. <laughs> you got to. But it's funny because something my mentor taught me is about stillness, right? Something that she taught me about, something that we really work on because I'm the type, especially in my job, I know what I'm talking about. So when you don't, when you go against what I'm telling you is the situation, that makes me livid. That's something I'm working on all the time. But with the job that I have, I have to let that go because people don't know as much as I do. I'm not bragging. That's just facts, right? So when I get these emails, I'll be ready to go off, like go off. I'll reply right away. Like, this is not what I told you. Whatever emotion you're feeling in that moment, feel it, but don't respond. If you're going to respond in that moment, write it, complete it. Don't send it. Send it to me, but don't send it to that person. Take a moment, breathe, breathe hard, go back and read that email and see if that's really what you want to say, right? So, I'm realizing that with my family as well. Those moments where I get frustrated and I feel like they're not doing what I want them to do. I take a moment and I sit still. I'll, I'll sit there and I'll say, don't talk to me. Give me a moment. And then I find a way to meet them where they're at. Because if I meet them where I'm at, oh, it's going to be a problem. You know what I mean? And so I think that my job has taught me that because with rebuilding this processes and this team and this whole entire entity of the business, I've been through a lot. 
in these last couple of years. And I have earned my stripe, shall I say. But you know what I mean? But sometimes when being that leader, you got to know when to be still. You got to know when to be, to recognize when you're weak in that moment. You know what I mean? So I think that stillness is something that's really important to me. Something me and my mentor are always working on because it's crucial. It's crucial when to know when to act. It's crucial when to know when to be quiet. It's crucial. You can't fight every battle. Like, Lord, imagine if you fought every battle you faced. How exhausted you would be. You got to know when to pick those battles. You got to know when to sit there and say nothing. You got to know when to peep game and observe the room. So stillness is something that I'm learning. It's hard. And I, w- I do that as well. The emails that come through, I don't answer anything. I just read, read, <laughs> read it, come back to it, go finish what I was doing, give it a minute, fill it. Like you said, you're going to fill it, cuss, shout, whatever, walk around and come back and even give it 10 more minutes, then write it professional. <laughs> you, you want professionally, you want to keep that level of professionalism. You want to keep that level of expertise. You want to still be that person that they come to for those questions. The same with your family. You got to make sure your family can come to you and communicate with you and tell you what's going on, which is why stillness is so important. Knowing when to act, knowing when to move. It's just, it's crucial. And I'm just harping on it because it's new to me, y'all. It's new. I might have an email tomorrow. I might just send that reply. I might just do it. And then I'm going to go back and tell God, please forgive me. And I'm going to have a better day. No, but you will feel a lot better once you get a handle on that. And just be still. I love stillness. It might be part of my laziness, but I love stillness. It's needed though. Sometimes you need like those literal moments of stillness where you sit down with no one talking to you, no one looking at you. Because y'all know with kids, they look at you. And it's just like, (laughs) what do you want? Why are you looking at me? Let's be real. It'd be like that sometimes. No mom is perfect. No parent is perfect. There's moments where you're just like, go away. Clearly, that's not what we signed up for. Clearly, we have responsibilities and duties and stuff like that. But we got to be real with ourselves and recognize those moments where you got to be quiet and just sit there. Yeah. And if everyone else's needs are fine, no one's dying. It's fine to say, go away. (laughs) It reminds me of that old church song that says, if I hold my peace, and let the Lord fight my battles. Victory shall be mine. Yeah, sometimes, but the Lord, he be too peaceful. Sometimes I need him to run up in there. (laughs) I need him to run up in there. Like Last week, I replied to an email. As discussed in my previous email. That gets him every time. That's when you know you're about to set it off. (laughs) I didn't even say hi. I said greetings. (laughs) (laughs) You big mad. Greetings? Oh, you big mad. You ready. Say something. As detailed in my email sent on Monday, I don't know, but gave y'all the instructions for what y'all was supposed to do today. Now, why are you asking me again? Y'all had three days notice. Greetings. Let me get my blood pressure machine, child. You know, I'm I'm at risk. I just realized what you said. My blood pressure machine, shoot, I had chicken today. So it's one thing to be, these are the things that you need to do regardless of who you are. You need to be still, know when to react, know when to move, all that stuff. But can we add the fact that it's a little different uh, when you have a little bit of millennium in you? It's a little bit more pressure. It's a little bit more work. It's a lot different. I have to be, it's a lot different. Molly can say things that Cass can't say. You know what I mean? Like Molly can do things that Cass can't do. I realize now that's not really the case. It's just a matter of how you conduct yourself and how you want to present it. Can I act like Molly? I can act like Molly. 
I really can't. But what is that going to be for, what, how is that going to be conducive to what I need in my life, where I'm going to go? That's something else my mentor taught me. She, I, that's something, she's, my mentor's wife, something we talk about a lot, like the difference in races. And she always says to me, I get where you're coming from. I understand why it's so much of a struggle, meaning I know what you tell me. I don't understand it because I can't live it. But at the same time, why do we want to be like that regardless? Why do we want to behave that way regardless? Why do, Why are we comparing ourselves to somebody that doesn't have the character of the morals that we have? Again, has something to do with it at some point. At some point, you got to realize if you vibrate on the level you're supposed to vibrate on, be consistent in who you are, stand on who you are, it's going to come together. Molly was just an obstacle along the way. And she's going to be right there at the bottom when you get up to the top. She's going to be right there cussing people out and acting a fool. She'll be right exactly. Because listen, I don't care what color you are. People don't deal with crazy for too long. I don't care right. who you are. I'd rather take this same black girl or this crazy one because she, she might blow some stuff up. Not literally, but you know. No, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. No, but you're right though. But I just, I think that that's something that we gotta, I think as black women in the workplace and even in life, we do a lot of that. Like, well, she can do that. Okay, yeah, she can do that. But why do you want to be associated with that? Why does it matter that she can act that way and get away with it? You don't want to do it regardless. You don't want to be that person regardless. You know what I mean? So why does it matter? I'm not minimizing anything that we go through in the workplace because of being a black woman in corporate world, in the public sector, in real estate, is not easy for anybody being colored. But how we think about it and how we approach it changes the mindset and when you bring consistency into that that's when you see a shift yep absolutely and that is going to help i mean especially with us not only are you like the only <laughs> black yeah which makes it harder but like you said it's it's a whole different level it's a whole yeah. different level out here i can't even explain it but yeah. that's going to help what you just said i wouldn't want to no, act like them anyway you wouldn't want to you would it doesn't stink color or not you don't want to be a shitty yeah, person that's like true. What, what is going like what favor you give out is their favor that you receive being kind to people costs you nothing because you will receive it it's that simple you know what i mean like that's just i feel like leaving a leaving a life of consistency and kindness is important because if i help somebody out tomorrow i don't know like for instance i was leaving target on, on imaging and this lady she was there with her baby and she was asking for money i had 20 bucks in cash that's the only cash i have i gave it to her i don't know if after me giving her 20 dollars, sasha you got a flat tire and someone pulled up as a residual of me giving someone 20 they fixed your tire. Nikki, I don't know if you might've got cash back. You know what I mean? Like I, that's how I live my life. I don't know who's going to get paid back for my good deed. If anybody in my circle, anybody I love, anybody I care about get something from my good deed, that's all I That's all that matters to me. I don't need a, a payback in the moment. I just want to know my people are okay. Feel that on your heart to help or to give your time to give what you have, then you're exactly. going to react. I, and that's one of the lessons that I learned really early on. Don't give nobody the money and then try to control what happens to it. If you have stipulations on how the money is used, don't give it. Don't give it to me. Don't give me, don't let me ask for $20 and you tell me, okay, now you can only buy bread and meat and cheese at the store. Don't go buy no soda or nothing. You already, once you relinquish the money, you have fulfilled the purpose that you have set out to do. If that's the deed that you wanted to do, then let it be. If you give $20 and they go spend it on alcohol, that ain't got nothing to do with you. You did your part in meeting a need that you felt. Because this is the thing, and the preacher talked about this today. It wasn't my dad, though. He said, 
and that many times that, you know, we pray and we're like, oh God, send me some help. Send me this, send me that, right? He says somebody else is saying that same prayer and you're the, you are the answer to their prayer. That lady was sitting out there saying, oh God, please let somebody give me a decent amount of money so that I can do X, Y, and Z. And here you come with just that $20. You were answering a prayer that had been prayed and God was answering it through you. So why try to control that? And so the same way that we receive is the way that we give. We don't be, if somebody gave me a million dollar check and they got my name on it, you think I'm going to ask them, is this drug money? Is this lottery money? Where, where did this money come from? Who did what to give me this money? Where I need to see the people. Give me, ain't none of my business. Child, is it, le- is it legit? I'm taking this check to the bank. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. <laughs> is it cashable? Does it, does it give me green money? We don't do that when we receive blessings. We don't try to uh, do a checklist and make sure and put all the filters on and make sure that it came and the person who gave. Now, okay, are you a Christian? And do, Now, do you support the NRA? No, I don't like when other people try to control other people's blessings either. I was on this one uh, next door forum. Me and they're talking about, can y'all please stop giving money to the homeless? What to do with their money? And I saw two people give them some money. I said, who hey. is this lady in this forum? Please stop giving money to the homeless. And she don't close her blinds and go on her business. Right. You need to close her blinds. You got one looking out the window like, nah, I see that dollar. Did you give him 50 cents too? Like, come on, stay out of my pocket. Tagging them on next door. Next door, I'll be ready to, honestly, next door is the worst. I'll be ready to fight my neighbors at some point because they'd be saying the dumbest things. But back to something that you said, you're saying how, uh, Nikki, you're saying how once you give someone money, you know what I mean? Like once you relinquish that, that is the end of the deal. Like you can't tell someone what to do. But the flip side of that is that if someone asks you for money to buy groceries and they go and buy drugs or whatever, and you know this and they come back and ask you for more money, that's where your decision comes in. Either you're going to help them again or you're not. That's where it is. So if you choose to help them again to buy groceries and they buy alcohol and you're mad, who are you mad at? Because they already showed who they were. You know what I mean? So I think at some point we got to stop trying to control so much. Like we can only control our actions and what we do. If God puts it on your heart to do something, you do what God puts it on your heart to do. He has the rest once that moment happens. Once that happens, he got the rest of it. Let it go. You got to make decisions in the meantime to figure out exactly what's best for you. So that's why I just feel like me, consistency is so important on so many levels. We just covered them on array of a plethora ideas. You know what I mean? But it, it's important. It's so important. And I think that we got to take these tools and keep it pushing. We have to have a good week. Our highs and lows for the next episode are going to be even better because we've taken this consistency, put it in implementation and done it. It's not about waking going to bed at 10, waking up at five. It's about looking at your life and seeing where those things need to be improved. If it's work with you, Nikki, if it's Sasha communicating with your clients, if there's things that need to be improved take it and work on it and do better it's all, it's all about it's all about progress not perfection i think I we should have with the challenge <laughs> so i think we should i think yes. we should for the next seven days everyone listening everyone on the podcast the next seven days you can find something in your routine that you can be consistent about every single day if it's getting your coffee if it's drinking a water i think something i'm gonna do is this whole wake up thing 10 to 5 also i'm gonna try my very best to drink 12 ounces of water first thing in the morning i'm gonna try my best that's a lot of water no, it's not. you just need one bottle one bottle 
full of water is 16 ounces. Yeah. Well, I got a liter. I got more than 12, but I mean, come on. Like, this is just a lot before coffee. But that's my plan. <laughs> I challenge you two to come up with something that, can, that you can work on consistency with. And everyone listening to, whatever it is, you know your life. I'm not going to tell you it's not big enough or too small or whatever. Whatever needs to be improved, it's a matter of making up your bed every day, girl. You better do it and do right. it well. <laughs> whatever it is, be consistent. That's my challenge. That's my charge for this week is to be consistent. Okay. Well, I'm excited. I will let you know what my consistency thing will be. <laughs> I don't know now. There's so many. Five o'clock. I need to know. Five o'clock when I text you. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be consistently not responding to no 5 a.m. text. That's my, that's going to be my effort. I will consistently mm-hmm. not respond. Not responded to Cass. <laughs> yes. No, it'll be good. It'll be something good. Really enjoyed this conversation with you ladies. You guys are fantabulous. So I love it. I'm really excited to hear about all the things. It was a wonderful conversation with full of insight and little nuggets of growth and learning and inspiration. So I really appreciate you guys coming in. And for all of those who are joining in, we just Thank you for your company during this time. We ask that you please like, subscribe, leave us a review, give us some feedback so we know how we can help your listening experience. Until next time, we love you. Stay consistent and make sure to love 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 on those who love you and beyond yes yes you guys have an amazing week and we'll talk to you soon love y'all love you guys let us know what you chose for your consistency challenge as well yes leave comments let us know we in this together we gonna do it y'all we mess up one day we'll be back at it tomorrow we got this don't worry about it we in it to win it in it to bye okay bye Thank you for listening to the Sister Love Podcast. Please remember to like, comment, share, and subscribe. Until next time.